Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. There are many different types of people in the world, just like there are many different types of demons. And demons are always watching in all of their many different forms. Amongst many things, they can be entities dwelling in hidden places, or fragments hidden inside your own mind, coaxing the nightmares out of your subconscious. How many demons have you faced today? How many do you not even realize that you face every day? First, a Korean myth proves that it's all about the timing. Next, dark visions foretell a bloody fate. After that, a soul will do anything for a real home. And finally, an earworm of a tale, the anonymous creepypasta the birds are singing. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. Then I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, consider joining our Patreon. Our patrons play a huge role in keeping the show running every single week. For more information on how you can help the show and also be a part of it, visit patreon.com snarled. So, wanna hear something scary? The Chalakuchin. Our modern world rests alongside a supernatural one. The two worlds are more intertwined than we'd like to admit. Be warned, but also be comforted by the fact that experiencing the dark side of the supernatural is all just a matter of timing. Two 12-year-old girls from South Korea, Mi and Jin, had just arrived at camp for the summer. Both had never been before, although Mi frequently camped with her family. Their first day was exciting getting to know their fellow campers and doing outdoor activities. At the end of the day, the camp quickly quieted down during the night, but Jen couldn't sleep. She wanted to explore more of the campgrounds at night. She woke up Mi and fibbed that she needed someone to go to the bathroom with her. Jen knew if she told Mi her true intentions that she would never go. 
Mi always followed the rules, while Jen would question why there were rules in the first place. Once they arrived at the small building holding the bathrooms, Jen figured she might as well go while she figured out how to get Mi to go exploring. Mi, eager to get back to bed, told her, I'll stay out here and wait for you. As soon as Jen entered the bathroom, she felt something was off. It was freezing in there. She flipped the light switch on, one dimly lit bulb flickered on, just barely enough to make out the bathroom stalls directly in front of her. Shivering, suddenly having to go to the bathroom more than ever, she started moving towards the stalls. Reaching out her hand to the first stall, she felt something like strands of hair whip across her face. Stunned, she jumped back. In the corner of her eye, something moved off to the right of her. Spinning towards it, a woman with long black hair covering her face stood in the corner, silent, waiting. Jen abruptly turned around and sped out the door. Grabbing me, she pushed her towards the path back to their cabin. All thoughts of exploration forgotten, Jen couldn't have seen what she just saw. It must have been her imagination getting the best of her. Are you okay? Me chuckled. I thought for sure you got me out here so you could go exploring. Jen stammered. I thought I saw something, someone. A camper, maybe? She, it kind of looked like something from a horror movie. I don't know. Me stopped dead in her tracks, looking behind Jen at the bathroom door. Wait, she looked very concerned. What's the date? Jen stopped, staring at me, wondering what was going on. Me continued worriedly. It's the Chakuchin. On dates with a six in it, the only way to safely use a bathroom at night is to cough three times before entering and to carry food as tribute. Otherwise, the Chakuchin could find you. The good news is that there is only one of her, and she is only in one bathroom at a time. If she is here, you must appease her. Jen blinked, staring at me, waiting for her to say she was joking. Appease her? Yes, you must appease her or she will follow you home. Having said that, Mi pulled a dry rice ball from her pocket and ran back toward the outhouse, placing it at the doorway. The two girls ran back to their cabin. By the time Jen had tucked herself back into her bunk, she remembered how weird Mi could be at times with her superstitions. And also, she was more convinced than ever it had to just have been another camper using the bathroom. Around midnight, Jen woke up having to go so badly that she didn't even think to wake up me as she dashed out of bed and ran to the bathroom building. When she got to the bathroom door, fear struck her and stopped her dead in her tracks. I could just go outside, I guess, she thought as she swung her flashlight back out towards the dark, dark woods surrounding and encroaching upon the bathroom building. Or not, Jen quickly thought to herself, look, the rice ball is still there, so the Chaakuchin is appeased. And besides, that's all stupid anyway. I've been using bathrooms all my life. I'll be quick. After Jen stepped inside, she then remembered what she had forgotten to do, to cough three times. Jen felt thick strands of hair quickly coil around her neck like a snake. Confused, she reached for the hair to pull it away, but it tightened, trapping her, strangling her so she couldn't make a sound. Lifted into the air by her neck, the pressure increasing around it, the long strands surrounded Jen, wrapping her in a deadly embrace. The Chaakuchen sat on the ceiling. It was the woman-like figure that Jen had seen before. Lifting her new prey up into her arms, the goddess pushed its face against hers, breathing in the shallow breaths coming out of Jen's body. 
I would have followed you home, but I was too hungry. So this time, it will only be you. At that, the Cha'akuchin moved towards the toilet, which transformed into a bottomless pit. The goddess hurriedly dragged Jin's hair-wrapped body down into the pit with her. She was in such a hurry that the stall changed back into a toilet before her entire body came through, cutting off Jin's left arm, leaving the chopped limb in the stall for the other campers to find the next morning. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Kids see the darndest things, like in this grim tale inspired by Alyssa. Can't you see the blood, Mommy? The what? Ollie asked as she glanced at her daughter in the rearview mirror. Wide-eyed, Nina pointed at the back of her mother's head. The blood, there, on the back of your head. Can't you see it? Ali touched the back of her head. There was nothing there. But Nina began to describe that she saw a hole pouring blood out of her mother's skull, where gray matter was spilling out, blood trailing down her neck, soaking into the driver's seat of the car. Ali's sister Yoli laughed, bewildered at the details that an eight-year-old was clearly making up. You might want to turn on parental guards when you hand her your phone, Ollie. Who knows what she's watching on YouTube? They pulled into the baseball stadium parking lot and hurried inside. It took them a while to find their section until security led them near a taped-off area that was under construction. Sure enough, they were there with a slightly obstructed view. Must be why we got a good deal on these seats. Ollie shrugged as her sister and daughter filed in. The seats were rickety, and beneath them was an unkempt area of broken bottles and glass. The game had already started, and the opposing team had just finished their turn at the plate. Ali and Yoli started cheering loudly as the home team's number one batter stepped into the box. Nina looked up at them and followed suit, shouting and clapping for her favorite, the all-star first baseman. Do you think you'll hit a home run, Nina? Ali asked as she hooted for their team. Nina turned toward her mom and nodded. He better, he's my favorite player. Smack! The laced leather ball flew away from the field and toward the stands. It was foul. The crowds ooed and awed, hands outstretched up to the air. Ali gasped up at the ball as it gained speed toward them. 
The foul ball struck her mother in the face, breaking her nose and pushing her backwards. As she fell, blood flew from her nose, spraying up in the air. Nina yelled out as Yoli lunged out to catch her sister, but she was too late. Ali continued backwards and off the bleachers, tumbling down into the construction area. There was a sickening crack as her head slammed violently against an exposed pipe. Blood splattered down on her clothing and face as her vacant eyes stared up in shock. Nina watched as red and gray matter gushed out of the back of her mother's head. Whimpering, Nina closed her eyes, and when she opened them, she was in the back seat, looking at the back of her mother's head again as she drove. They were in the car, still driving to the game. Nina gasped, looking around. Her eyes came back to what she could see of the back of her mother's head. It was bleeding all over. Can't you see the blood? She began to cry in panic. The ball killed you. It killed you. Yoli reached back to her niece, brow furrowed. She tried to calm her down with comforting noises. Looking over at her sister, Ali, she said, You might want to turn on parental guards when you hand her your phone. Who knows what she's been watching on YouTube? Ali comforted and assured her daughter she must have had a nightmare nap. Nina calmed down somewhat. Maybe it had been? In the stadium, when they were lost looking for their seats, Nina told them exactly where they were, by the construction area. Yoli looked at her. How did she know? And it gave Ali a fleeting feeling of deja vu. When her favorite player stepped up to the plate, Nina turned to her mother, her eyes far off as she told her, He's going to hit a home run. Smack! The ball was hit. The laced leather ball flew away from the field and toward the stands. It was foul. The crowd oohed and awed, hands outstretched up to the air. Ali gasped up at the ball as it gained speed toward them. Nina used all her strength to yank her mother toward her. The ball whisked by, narrowly missing them and hit the construction area, slamming against the exposed pipes, toppling them over and making loud clanging noises. No one was hurt. Nina hugged her mother tightly. Hey, hey, I'm okay. It's okay. Ali couldn't believe it. She kept thinking about what Nina had said in the car about the ball. It was a weird coincidence. Security came over to them and they were offered better seats. Ali and Yoli decided they had had enough of the game and decided to head back to the car. Nina was relieved to be out of the stadium and as they pulled out of the parking lot, she took a deep, calming breath. What about we go get some ice cream at the pier, Ali asked. Excited, Nina looked up and then gasped. Her Aunt Yoli's neck was covered in vanilla ice cream with blood spewing out of a deep gash in her neck. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for inspiring this tale. So I wonder, do you think Nina's warnings were premonitions or is all of this a case of Groundhog's Day? a loop of a never-ending day that she'll have to go back to over and over. Maybe more like Final Destination. No matter what you do, someone would have to die. Have you ever had terrifying visions that have come to pass or almost come to pass? If you have, make sure to share them with us. Something scary at snarled.com.
If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. Home is where you rest your heart, rest your feet, and rest your head. Unless, of course, you are one of the dead. Like in this story, inspired by true events. When Calvis, my stepdad, cleared the mailbox from the second Orange County house he insisted we buy to rent out for travelers, he found a curious envelope addressed to my mom. It was a very interesting letter from Karen, the woman who had booked their beach-adjacent home for her recent family's trip. Intrigued, I decided to read it aloud as we swept through the house to make sense of the condition we found the place in. Dear Luna Chan, your house is dangerous, a nightmare. How dare you rent this property out to anyone? As you may have noticed, there is a huge hole at the bottom of your staircase, and to explain it, I can't believe I'm about to write this, your ghost didn't want us here. Yes, a ghost, the old man who stalks the stairs. That's how all this started. My son Kevin took a liking to the staircase from day one and would occasionally slide down it on his way out. I know what you're thinking, but he would do this carefully. His sisters witnessed that after he made it to the bottom, a force yanked him back up the stairs by the collar. When they ran to tell me of it, of course, at the time, I thought it was pre-cheerleader championship nerves or just out-and-out lies again. I didn't realize they were right about the ghost, your ghost, until I was smoking by the balcony window, and my cigarette literally flew out of my hand. It was put out on the carpet in front of me. I would have never done such a thing. I was only smoking near the window because it was chilly out, but something didn't want me there. And for a moment, I saw an old man's reflection in the window. And then the scariest thing happened last night. After my girls brought in their championship trophy, we moved that depressing-looking old clock off the mantle and put it there for a little social media photo shoot. But now those pictures are the only memory of the trophy they have. At 3 a.m., a banging sound echoed through the halls. It woke us all up and we made our way to the stairs to see what the commotion was. That's when we saw him. The old man, he was on the stairs, looking up at us as he continuously beat the trophy into an unrecognizable shape against the wall at the bottom of the stairs. To make matters worse, a strong force blew through the house, knocking us all about the staircase as he yelled at us that this wasn't our home. We almost died. How dare you rent this place out? We will sue also, I'll be leaving a review of dangerous conditions due to your old ghost. You'll be hearing from our lawyers. I will fight any negative guest rating you mark, and I demand my full deposit back. Signed, Karen. Wow, I told my mom. 
She shook her head, laughing. She couldn't believe it. The things people will come up with to avoid paying for damages, she said. Calvis laughed as he took pictures of the gaping hole. Thank goodness we don't actually live here with this ghost. Sounds like a terrible roommate, he scoffed. I shook my head. The house was a new listing on the Home Away B&B site, and that family had been the first to stay in it. We hadn't even really lived here. After they bought it, my parents had immediately posted it to rent out for extra income. Didn't you say the former owner who built this place died here? I asked as I helped my mom prep dinner. With no other renters on the horizon, the three of us had decided to stay over in this house and enjoy the beach for the weekend. Yes, that's why we got such a great price on it. That and there were weird contract restrictions, like there was a stipulation that it couldn't be used as a rental property, only as a family's main residence. Mom rolled her eyes. Whatever. Our house, our rules. While Calvis was grilling the steaks on the back patio, my mother's phone pinged, notifying her that another family had booked the place next weekend. Calvis air-high-fived her, saying how they'd made the right decision. It would make a lot more money off of this place with HomeAway B&B than they ever would have had selling it to some family. Rolling my eyes, I walked over to grab a platter for the veggies. Above it was a large decorative sign that read, Bless this home and all who enter. As I watched, it began to sway back and forth, swinging faster and faster until it flew off the wall, shattering on the ground. The shards ricocheted out, pelting my legs and pinging around the kitchen. Pieces struck the faucet and even Calvis's grill outside through the open sliding glass door. What are you doing? My mother yelled at me. It wasn't me, I shouted, grabbing my legs in pain. My mother stalked back inside to turn the kitchen faucet off. One of the pieces had knocked the old handle into the on position. As soon as she touched it, she howled in pain. The lever was boiling hot. Weirded out, I looked to the hallway leading to the stairs and froze. Mom, I whispered, I think there's someone in here with us. Mom, cradling her hand, stopped short right next to me. There was a figure on the stairs. We stood there, staring at him. In that horrified, shocking moment, that's when I heard it. It was a hissing noise. It was coming from behind us. The old man on the stairs raised his hand slowly. And at that moment, the gas grill outside went up in flames. And so did my stepfather. A fire roared on his clothes and face. My mother screamed and ran to him, struggling to put out the flames that were burning Calvis alive. Stunned, I turned away from them back to the old man. He was now directly in front of me, gaunt, with angry eyes. Roaring at us that this wasn't our home, a force pushed us all through the back patio doors, slamming them shut behind us. This is an original story uh, that we have come up with, which is inspired by true events. You can search for haunted B&Bs and there are a series of different reviews and letters found out about different homes. Now, the thing that is extremely interesting is that we found a number of letters 
about homes that had had families living happily in them, but once they were used as rental properties, the ghosts that inhabited those spaces showed their displeasure. So we hope that you enjoyed this original story and let us know if you'd like more. We conclude this episode with The Birds Are Singing, an anonymous creepypasta you won't be able to forget no matter how hard you try. When we first arrived at the house, I could tell that it was really old. It looked abandoned, as if we were the first people to live there in decades. The first two months were silent. Nothing was really out of the ordinary, but I noticed something that seemed strange to me. I was in the house looking through the window to make sure that Hannah was okay being alone in the backyard. She was on the swing set, but oddly, the swing next to her was moving back and forth as if someone was there with her. It wasn't really until the next night when things got frightening. Hannah's screaming echoed through the house in the middle of the night. My mother and I woke up and quickly ran to her. It sounded as if someone was attacking her, but we didn't see anyone. She was just screaming on the top of her lungs, pointing up at the ceiling. She's trying to drown me. She screamed more than once. We didn't see anything, but she saw something that night. Something was there. After that night, things started getting weird. I know this is going to sound weird, but I've heard someone singing. It sounded like a young girl, and I know it wasn't Hannah. I was lying in my bed when I heard it. It must have been around midnight, because everyone else was asleep. She sang it over and over again. The birds are singing, singing, singing. Go to bed, go to bed. I'll see you in the morning, morning. Rest your head, rest your head. I tried to explain it to my mother, but she never believed me. She claimed I was dreaming, and I almost believed that maybe I was dreaming. One day as I walked past Hannah's room, I heard her singing. The birds are singing, 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 go to bed, go to bed. I walked in her room and she stopped. Where did you learn that song from, Hannah? I asked her. I learned it from my friend, she replied, pointing towards the corner of the room. That's my friend. Her name is Maddie. I figured she had an imaginary friend. She was six years old, so that was normal, but that didn't explain the song. Is she the one who taught you the song? She shook her head yes. Her mother used to sing it to her every night, she told me. And she still does sometimes. Well, where is she now? I asked her. She dropped her crayon and stood up off the floor. She's behind you. It was then that I felt a cool breeze rush through my body. I turned around slowly just to see myself through the mirror that hung against the wall. That's when I saw her. She was only there for less than two seconds, standing to the right of me and drenched in water. She looked young, around six, the same age as Hannah. She said that her mother was evil and that she would kill us if we told anybody about her, the same way she killed Maddie. 
I wasn't scared until then. I wanted to tell my mother, but I'm sure she wouldn't have believed me anyway. I didn't really think that a ghost could do any physical harm, but I was 10 at the time. Later that day, I was walking past the basement when I heard the laughter of a young girl. It sounded like Hannah, so I walked down the stairs. She was sitting alone in the middle of the basement. You shouldn't be down here by yourself, Hannah, I said to her. I'm not by myself, she said. She had one of those old jewelry boxes with a ballerina that would twirl and play music when you open it. What are you doing down here? I asked her. Maddie wanted to show me her jewelry box. I looked around. I didn't see anybody, not that I wanted to. I felt very uneasy, like somebody was watching me. Somebody was there. We have to go now, I yelled. We need to get upstairs. I just didn't want to be down in that basement. She whispered. You're going to wake her mother. Get up, Hannah, I yelled. I heard a noise. It came from the other room of the basement. Hannah started crying. I could see the fear in her eyes. She stood up on her feet, dropping the jewelry box. Danny. She cried, pointing behind me. She's behind you. I remember shaking and my heart beating at a rapid pace as I slowly turned around. I froze in fear for a few seconds. She was there. She had long black hair and was wearing a black gown. Her face was pale and her eyes were pitch black. It was like looking in the eyes of death itself. I grabbed Hannah. We ran upstairs to our mother. The face still haunts me to this day. Weeks after that incident was when everything took a turn for the worse. Just like before, she was screaming, screaming on the top of her lungs in the middle of the night. We ran to her, my mother and I. She's trying to drown me. She screamed. She's trying to drown me. Who? My mother asked. Who are you talking about? Hannah stopped screaming and stood from her bed. She was shaking. Their face was pale and her voice became weak. Her eyes were wide as she stood there, almost like she was frozen, like she couldn't move. She's behind the door. She whispered suddenly, pointing at the door with a horrifying look in her eyes. The door slammed shut and I found myself alone outside in the hallway. They were screaming. My mother and my sister were screaming and there was nothing I could do. I tried to open the door, but it was stuck. Let me in. Let me in. I yelled. I kicked and I punched because that was all that I could do. They were screaming as loud as they could until suddenly the screaming stopped. Mom! Hannah! I screamed out. No answer. They were dead. My mother and sister were dead. That was all I could think. The birds are singing, singing, singing. Go to bed, go to bed. I'll see you in the morning, morning. Rest your head, now rest your head. It sounded like my mother. I heard the door unlock from the other side. I opened it slowly to find my mother sitting at the side of the bed, singing to Hannah, who was fast asleep. She then stood up. I saw the emptiness in her eyes as she walked by me, as if I weren't even there. 
I was beyond confused. It just didn't make any sense. I woke up the next morning to a loud noise coming from the kitchen. I ran downstairs to see my mother making breakfast, soaking wet and singing that damn song. Why are you wet, mother? I asked. She said nothing. Where's Hannah? Who are you? She whispered. It's me, mother. I'm your son. She looked at me, staring into my eyes as if she were stealing my soul. She smiled, a crooked, evil smile I never saw before. I don't have a son, she said. Now run along. Maddie isn't available. She walked down to the basement and closed the door. After less than a minute, I heard a loud noise that echoed from the basement. I ran upstairs to Hannah's room, searching everywhere for her. She wasn't in there. I walked out into the hall, and that's when I saw her walk down the stairs. I breathed a sigh of relief. I thought she was dead. I chased after her as she led me outside, but I lost her as I shuffled through the tall grass. I ran to the backyard, thinking she might be playing on the swing set. I didn't see her, but the swings were both swinging rapidly. I heard laughter. It sounded like two young girls. One of them actually sounded like Hannah, but I couldn't see anyone. I walked behind the swing set, and that's when I saw her. She was floating, lifeless, face down in the pond. I heard her voice as it echoed with the wind. She was singing. The birds are singing, singing, singing. Go to bed, go to bed. I'll see you in the morning, morning. Rest your head. Now rest your head. This week's podcast stories were edited by James Carter II, Marquia McCarty, and Sabina Graves. Audio edited by Fitz Harris. Graphics by Johnny Ashley. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Music by Sapphire Sandalo. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com com slash snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.